Margaret, let's talk about that. There has been some criticism of this administration that the president telegraphed that strikes were coming. There has been some reporting uh, that a number of these uh, Iranian uh, intelligence and military officials who perhaps were in Syria and Iraq assisting those militias there have already fled. What do we know about that? That's exactly right. David put his finger on that, and sources in the region told me as much, uh, that a lot of those IRGC Quds Force uh, trainers ha have left. Iraq and Syria knowing this was coming, and that is also intentional by the United States. The U.S. has not assessed that Tehran directed this attack, but President Biden did say he holds Iran responsible for providing the weapons and the assistance to the militias that did. So they are drawing a distinction there, and part of this uh, attempt is to avoid a direct conflict with the state of Iran, instead taking on these proxy forces. And this is not the first U.S. strike. Uh, in fact, January 23rd was the last time the U.S. hit uh, Qatayb Hezbollah, the militia underneath that umbrella organization that hit the United States, and the U.S. bombed in Baghdad at the beginning of January to take out one of the leaders as well. Can you explain why that distinction matters? Because certainly for the families of those three U.S. soldiers who were killed and there was that dignified transfer for them today, there is this question, of course, well, it was they are funded by Iran. They are using Iran, uh, Iranian-made weapons and supplies. They've received the training. So what difference does it make whether they specifically ordered this attack or this drone to strike? Because there were multiple other uh, strikes on this base. Why did he bomb Syria at the very beginning of his administration? Question mark. Didn't hear anything about that until a few weeks afterwards. Exclamation point. What are they hiding? Question mark. I heard from right-wing nuts. He's bombing them for oil. Just like the Republicans. And there have been a hundred total strikes on our U.S. personnel in the region. Absolutely. And, and to those families, it makes no difference. They lost those three individuals, those three soldiers, two women and one man. There is no explanation here or splitting of hairs on the intelligence. But for those in the Situation Room trying to decide how to hit military targets without drawing the United States into a direct conflict with the regime in can't Tehran, trust, they can't trust Biden. He dragged us into Iraq and Afghanistan. are putting a lot on that differentiation. They are also putting a lot on the idea that you can be Iranian directed in terms of financial planning and training, but not told to carry out the attack. And they have said time and again, both officials in the region and U.S. officials, that it is getting harder and harder to actually get these militias under control because there is no longer one powerful general like there used to be when Qasem Soleimani, the legendary general, was in control using these proxy forces to carry out Iran's will, but hiding behind them as well by trying to avoid that direct conflict. And remember, he was taken out by the Trump administration in a drone attack in 2020. Right. We were just in the region, of course, and some of the criticism that has been levied by Republicans in Congress is that these have been pinprick attacks right. going after uh, infrastructure, going after weapons depots, but not going after command and control or the individuals that are carrying out or ordering these attacks or funding them. 
a, a, an important point. Another one, and this was a conversation before this deadly attack on U.S. personnel, is whether President Biden will decide to keep U.S. military in the region to the extent he has them. There are about 3,400 U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria combined, and there were already talks about drawing down the 2,500 in Iraq. Does the president want to keep U.S. military personnel there when they are sometimes easy targets in these constant tit-for-tat attacks, or will he pull them out? That's under active diplomatic negotiation right now. And at U.S. embassies throughout the region, there's a heightened security alert to protect the personnel there. CBS News reporting at this hour that these retaliatory strikes have begun in Iraq and Syria, ordered by the president of the United States. The Pentagon carrying out these attacks, according to our Pentagon correspondent, David Martin, with B-1 bombers. And it comes on the very same day that the bodies of the three U.S. soldiers killed in Jordan, Sergeant William Rivers, Sergeant Kennedy Sanders, and Sergeant Brianna Moffitt, returned to the U.S. today. We saw President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden. They were at Dover Air Force Base just today in Delaware for this dignified transfer of their remains. Want to bring in CBS News Chief White House Correspondent Nancy Cordes. And Nancy, this is one of the most solemn tasks that a president can do. It is, Nora, and it's only the second time that Mr. Biden, as president, has uh, had to do it. Uh, today, of course, he was paying his respects to these three soldiers who, uh, who died in Jordan, two of whom were posthumously promoted to sergeant this week. Um, but back in August of 2021, just about seven months after he took office, he was at Dover welcoming home the bodies of 13 U.S. service members who were killed in that bombing at the Kabul airport in the final chaotic days of the U.S. pullout from Afghanistan. Uh, you could clearly see the, uh, the anguish Isn't on the president's face there today. He was joined by the Secretary of Defense, who was using a cane after recently being hospitalized. He was there with the chairman of the Joint... I blame any deaths that happened to U.S. soldiers while retreating from Afghanistan on Diaper Donald, exclamation point. He purposely, comma, rashly pulled out in a hurry just to create a huge problem for the incoming president, Biden, exclamation point. In other words, he put American soldiers in harm's way. Which, in my view, is an act of treason. Treason, just saying. Don't shoot the messenger. Just saying. Nobody can trust Biden because he led Democrats into an illegal invasion of Iraq and Af Afghanistan.
chiefs of staff and with the families of these three victims. They were off camera. You couldn't see them, but they were seated there. And before their loved ones were taken off of that military jet in preparation for, uh, for their funerals, we are told that the president had an opportunity to actually meet with those family members in a room there at Dover Air Force Base to pay his respects in person. Nancy Cordes at the White House reporting today about the president being there for that dignified transfer. Thank you so much. Just to recap, Remember CBS when News Grandpa Brandon the U.S. has begun conducting those strikes in bombed. Iraq and Syria. Syria. Remember when Grandpa Biden bombed Syria at the very beginning of his administration and nobody heard anything about it? bombed Syria at the very beginning of his administration and nobody heard about it until a few weeks afterwards. I heard he did it for oil. Sounds just like the Republicans, don't he? Grandpa Brandon, Grandpa Brandon bombed Syria. to retaliate for that drone attack that killed three U.S. soldiers. David Martin saying this is a half a dozen locations in Iraq and Syria and that the aircraft Shame on Brandon. included two B-1 bombers. Shame on Brandon. Our coverage will continue on CBS News. Fucking bombing other countries for no fucking reason. Fuck you. This has been a CBS News special report. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. You, Brandon. <laughs> All right, it. Um, Ella, Ella. The hell? Oh, bollocks. <sighs> Fucking ass. Can grandpa. Can useless old man. <laughs> <laughs>